Okay, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the next installment of the NACTA and Affiliates Virtual Programming Lineup. I'm Dana Leroy, Communications Manager for NACTA, and we're glad to have you with us here this afternoon for the sponsored content session with ZipWhip. Today, we are going to talk about something all of us do every day, texting. More specifically, how athletics departments can reach their fans more effectively through texting. We know that throughout this pandemic and staying at home and working remotely, communication with staff, coaches, students, donors, and fans has become even more crucial as it has now been months since we've all been face-to-face. -face. Matt Bruin, Senior Account Executive with ZipWhip is here to lead this conversation with us today. ZipWhip was the first company to enable texting on existing business phone numbers and today is the world's leading business texting software and API provider. More than 35,000 companies use ZipWhip to increase customer engagement and drive growth through texting on their existing landline, voice over IP, or toll-free phone number. Our speaker, Matt, is a Pacific Northwest native and proud University of Washington Husky. He worked in minor league sports and college athletics prior to making the move to the tech world. Since joining ZipWhip in early 2017, Matt has been instrumental in turning ZipWhip's sports vertical to one of the largest and most successful verticals in the company. With over 160 sports teams across all leagues and levels, utilizing ZipWhip's business texting software to better reach their fans. Before we officially begin, a quick reminder for our live attendees to use the Q&A button at the bottom of your Zoom window and send in your questions throughout the presentation as we will have dedicated time at the end to answer them. And with that, I will hand it over to Matt to begin the conversation. Thanks, Dana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for taking the time. Um, happy post-lunch for all of you on the East Coast, pre-lunch for us West Coasters here. We're based out of Seattle over here, so uh, not even... Uh, you know, just a couple hours into my day here. Um, but again, appreciate the time here. I know that things are crazy, especially now in these current times. So I want to make sure that we best utilize the time here. Um, we're going to cover a lot of different things today. But as Dana said, just to reiterate, please put your questions in. Depending on how many there are, um, we're going to go through them. But if any aren't answered, I will personally follow up and answer those questions after the call. Um, so without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump in here. And of course, uh, first technical difficulty. Um, just a quick overview here, a few things that we're gonna cover. We're gonna talk sort of about what is business texting, what are colleges currently doing, um, sort of set the table, and then look at ways that they are using the tool. What are some ways that you know are really our bread and butter and where people find instant success? And what are some ways that people are sort of innovating or doing different things with the tool? Um, we are gonna talk also about you know, different texting providers. There are a lot of providers out there. So what are some things that we should keep in mind when looking at providers? Just like if you're shopping for a car, you wanna have what meets your needs and the tool that's really suited best for your department. Um, and then as we mentioned, live Q&A there where we'll cover a bunch of questions that come through. And then again, I'll follow up after the meeting um, with those questions that did not get answered. So just sort of jumping in, I'm not gonna read through these. You can read through these, why text messaging. Um, we all do it, as Dana said, if we're running late to a meeting, back when we had offices that we went into, we would text the people that are there, hey, I'm running a couple minutes late. If you're connecting with your spouse to try to make plans for the weekend or plan your 4th of July trip, you're gonna use texting. That is how people communicate. It's the most used app on every phone. It comes as standard on every phone. You go to Best Buy and buy a flip phone, 
in a plastic case, which is no joke what my grandma makes us do. She refuses to use a smartphone. It has texting on it. It is native to every phone that is out there. So, you know, a lot of different things here from unread emails getting buried. You know, the, the conversation was always, you know, hey, move it to LinkedIn because it's not as saturated as email. Now even LinkedIn is as saturated. So trying to find ways to effectively reach these people. Um, time wasted is money wasted when you're trying to reach out to your delegates, whether as Dana mentioned, they're donors, they're ticket members, they're prospects, they're sponsors. You wanna make sure that you're using your time as efficiently as possible. Um, so why, why business texting here? This is a little bit of what we already touched on. I'm not sure about anyone else, but I don't go more than you know five minutes before I have um, a text message read on my phone. It, if we're in this meeting right now, I hopefully we're not checking emails, but you're gonna look at your text messages. That's how people are. Um, you know, we, we're all glued to our phones because we can do everything on it from our email, our, our ticketing systems, our CRM, all of that. But being able to, um, you know, quickly and easily get in front of people, texting is always the way to go. So here's some stats on who uses it, how they use it, um, that type of stuff. And then just to sort of jump in, I know that something that's fairly popular and I want to kind of address at the get-go here is, you know, hey, short code. I, I've seen these. It's something that has sort of been in the industry for a while. Funny enough, our CEO and founder was one of the pioneers of the short code industry. And that's those four to six digit phone numbers, you know, hey, text Lyft to 200-200 for this protein shake mix. It's more of a mass marketing one-way type tool. So a couple things to point out here is with those short codes, um, you know, Sometimes it's often a shared phone number where you're buying per keyword, you know, text lift, text sport, text ticket. Um, it's not your own dedicated. And with ZipWhip, um, just to reiterate, we're taking existing phone numbers. We're taking 1-800-GO-TEAM. We're taking the direct dial of your sales and service reps. So it is a callable line. You do have that two-way communication, much like if it was a cell phone. Um, and then again, because we are that conversational tool and really looking to replace that cell phone activity, versus the blast blanket messaging. Um, we do not have, via our software, blast marketing capabilities, which you know honestly is a good safety net there. We'll cover a little bit more on, on why down the road, um, but just something to keep in mind um, as we continue through these conversations here. We do, however, I'll just quick aside, have an open API where folks can do some more of the, the marketing um, with some uh, you know, limited development resources. So the sports vertical here, um, as Dana mentioned, we're up over 160 now. This is um, a little dated here. And you know we've processed almost a million messages in the last 12 months through our sports teams. Some people rely on it very heavily. Some people use it limited, but more efficiently. It's really up to you and your organization to find out what works best. Um, looking at some of the feature sets, I, I, this is not a product demo. I'm not going to walk through every feature we have. If you would like a product demo, feel free to reach out, I will have my contact information at the end and we can go through this. But just taking a little bit of a snapshot on you know, what your peers are using. Um, I always tell folks about 10 to 15X, the most used feature in our tool is our picture messaging. Pictures speak a thousand words, so why not use that in every form of communication? When you send an email that has picture, it's gonna be more effective. When you send a text message, very similar. Um, and then as you can see here, just on the right, of the 10 industries that we track here at ZipWhip, sports is in the top three for each of these features. So um, 
you know, we do work with dozens of different verticals from your doctor, dentist, lawyer, car dealership, radio station. Um, but the sports vertical, as we mentioned, is one of our fastest growing and largest. So now I did want to just sort of jump in. Um, let me actually take a step back so that we don't have wandering eyes here. Um, I, as I mentioned, usually I'm going through a product demo with this. I really wanted to take us on more of a story, more of the, the flow for your customers. You know, as much as I'm selling ZipWhip to a sports team, I'm selling for their fan because I'm a sports fan. We all, I would imagine on this call are sports fans. So what can I do to help your team be better for your customers? Help it, you know, less friction when we're acquiring their, their money for tickets, you know, less of a, a gap in that communication strategy. So starting off here, let's start at the very top of the funnel and work our way down. So right here with lead generation, the way that I position this is you have a main phone line. It's used in radio ads, it's used on television ads, it's in print collateral, you're putting it on social media, it's at the bottom of every email. Taking that phone number, whether it's toll-free, landline, or a VoIP phone number, and using it for lead generation. If you have a quick question, you're on our website and you just wanna shoot over a text versus sit and talk to a salesperson, feel free to text in that question. More specifically here, what we can see in these examples is the use of our keyword functionality. Essentially, text this to trigger, insert, um, you know, the, the message that you've written out. So Indiana there, um, they, they do a lot of good stuff. Mike and the team out there, Eric as well, are doing text IUMB. I know they've had a lot of success with their young alumni section, text young alum to this number. But again, always using that existing phone number. If somebody wants to call, they see this tweet and they want to call, perfect. We can we can have them call because it is that callable number. Again, going back to that short code, it is not going to be a short number that you cannot reach out to. That Mississippi State example, obviously SEC football, very big deal. Um, that's actually run in venue. I would imagine everybody on the call for all of your events, whether it's football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, softball, any of these events where you have a screen, you're running a similar PA with video board spot. If you're interested in an upcoming sports season, go online or give us a call. You know, people, you know, I'm a college football season ticket holder. As we mentioned, I'm a Husky grad, go dogs. Um, I'm not going to in a 70,000 person game against, you know, Michigan that's supposed to be in September, pick up the phone and call the ticket office because I want to have zip whip out to a game. Um, so being able to, with less friction, let fans raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested. And then even we let them control the pace of that conversation. Phone, salespeople are always going to go for the sale. But if I'm a consumer, I'm able to raise my hand and say, hey, I want more info on this, but I'll tell you when I'm ready. I'll text you back. We'll, we'll sort of do this dance this way. Um, a fun one down there, the San Jose State one. It's a beer and wine tasting event. When you text in, um, and Ted Lopez, anybody that knows him, is the man down at San Jose State. Um, it actually directs you straight to Ticketmaster. I'm able to buy my own tickets. I don't need to talk to somebody. So a question I always get when I show this is, hey, why did I bring them in via texting and not just send them through to a website? Well, the reason is, you know, as we all know, abandoned cart rates are very high. Um, we actually had a stat internally that um, abandoned cart rates are around 70%. Um, that's obviously around all online purchasing. Um, so instead of this person abandoning and we try to hit them with a retargeted ad or anything like that, we have that inbound text message. We have somebody telling me, hey, I'm interested in the beer and wine tasting event at the San Jose State football game. 
I'm able to follow up with them. Hey, saw you texted in. Did you have any questions? Is there anything we can do to provide for you? Give you these answers that you're seeking. Um, and then another thing, it, it is very agile here. So right here, um, Scott Peace, I, I connected with him and asked what the over under was for Evansville references. Uh, Evansville is probably the smallest university I work with and they're doing the most things with it. They've done refer a friend programs, kids club signups, ticketing deposits, all kinds of stuff. Um, not sure if there's any Wildcats on the call, but the night they took down Kentucky, that night they had text upset on there. And again, this is the ticket office phone number, but they're able to text upset to then get initiated in that, that communication there. So they were able to capitalize on a very large event in their university's history and use it to sell you know, season tickets, the rest of the season, that type of stuff. Um, again, if there's questions on this, this is our, our keyword functionality and what I will call our main ticket line. So somebody like Evansville will do this on their main line, whereas somebody like Indiana has their main line as well as reps under that. So we had these people come in. Somebody said, hey, I'm interested in Mississippi State football tickets. The Pirates here, Mike Leach, I, I want to see how things are. What's the next thing we do? We, we take it to the sales route. So this right here is an example of you know, uh, an FSU. Um, we've been working with them for about three years now. But one of their sales reps just using it in his Twitter um, sort of social media selling. But taking these direct dial desk phones for ticket sales reps allows them to move off of their cell phone and onto their desk phone number. So why is that important? Um, a question that comes up all the time is, hey, they're already using their cell phone, let's just let them do that. Well, one, it's likely a different number. Knowing the sports industry, I would imagine very few people on this call have the area code of the school they work for, um, unless they got a new phone. People don't switch phone numbers. I have a 206 work phone number and a 509 cell phone number because I'm from the east side of our state in the Spokane area. People get number confusion. Hey. When I call you, it's gonna show up from this phone number, but if I text you, it's gonna be this completely different number. But, but don't try to text this other number, it's just, we don't want that. So bringing it all over to the same phone number, just like you have with your cell phone. You would never buy a cell phone that could only call. So we're trying to avoid that with our work phone numbers as well. Um, without going down a legal rabbit hole, there are a lot of liabilities around a cell phone. What if somebody loses their cell phone? You can't remote turn off iMessage the way you can turn off their CRM or their work email. So there's a lot of concerns about, um, you know, work information being on a personal private citizen's phone. Um, so we work with some, you know, professional teams that have sit inside sales departments of upwards of 70, where all of them have it, um, as well as down to some smaller universities and, you know, minor league sports teams that are really only using just a couple sales reps phone lines. How it plays into the process is it's one of their normal touch points. Um, people are sending out text messages to engage with folks that are already in the sales process. Um, it's never the first touch point, but they're able to communicate with these folks in a more effective way. Um, juggling multiple text conversations, we all do that every day. Juggling multiple phone conversations is a lot harder. Um, you know, bouncing around because I have three people on the phone asking about, you know, the Dunlap Champions Club here, for example. Um, again, if there's questions on this, feel free to drop a note in there. But we've covered sort of the main phone line as well as on those sales rep phone lines. All right. So Forrest here, for example, close this person. They, hey, I want Champions Club tickets here. 
um, for the Miami game. It's a big deal. Both teams are on the upswing. How do we make sure that these customers are happy? So moving it over to the service end of things, again, very similar to the sales route where it is a direct dial desk phone. This is the number that shows up on caller ID when this service rep is reaching out to their constituents. Um, I, as I mentioned, um, I have college football tickets with the University of Washington. My rep knows that if they were to call me in the workday, there's about a 0.0% chance they're gonna get me to answer. Just because I'm busy, I'm on calls, I'm doing webinars with college professionals. Um, there's a lot of reasons why I'm not checking my personal email during work or answering my cell phone. Texting, sort of different, right? We're all using texting at all times of day. Um, so they shoot me a note, hey, couple questions here. If there's fans allowed, you know, would you feel comfortable going? Some of these service questions, hey, happy birthday, just dropping a note. Um, hey, your, your card declined. How much time do we waste calling folks that have lapsed payment? And it's just because they moved and didn't update their billing zip code or something similar. We're able to then use texting instead of chasing them on the phone, playing phone tag, we're using text messaging to get some of these quick hitters out of the way. So being able to communicate with these individuals to say, hey, you know, sorry, I missed your call. Yes, I want these tickets. And because it's the number that was calling them, it's very easy to text them back. Um, for those iPhone users on the call, when you decline a call from a number you don't know, which we all do, it asks you if you want to send a text message. You'd be surprised how many people, as soon as they sign up with a tool like ZipWhip, are getting messages that just say, hey, sorry, I can't talk right now. Um, that person doesn't know today that they're not able to message with that individual. All right, so what are some other ways that people are maximizing revenue? You know, As I mentioned at the top, we're gonna cover our bread and butter. That's ticket sales, that's development as well. Having a main donor phone line as well as the donor, um, you know, engagement folks all texting from either that main phone line or their existing desk phone line. But what are some other ways? I'm all about teams getting the most out of the tool. Um, you got to squeeze every last drop of ROI out of anything you purchase. Um, that's your duty to your university. That's why I mentioned Evansville's doing some of the best stuff. Small Scott piece out there kind of running things. Um, need to make sure that they're being innovative and trying different things. So a couple different things here, um, you know, in the bottom right, see something, say something. We have packed stadiums at, at one point and hopefully again soon. How often are there issues where people are coming and reporting to an usher or being that person saying, hey, you know, the guy over there had a couple too many uh, soda pops in the parking lot before he came into the, the SEC football game. Um, nobody wants to be that person. So offering the, the ability to text, hey, if you have issues, Text our security line. I would recommend doing it as a different line for obvious reasons, but being able to report issues that are happening in the stands, um, you know, not too dissimilar to that University of Washington there in the upper right, they're doing a fan survey. Um, we all do fan surveys. I've gotten them before at other events where I'll get it two or three days later asking me, you know, what's the bathroom clean? It's two or three days. That was a three hour event. My, my life's sort of gone on. So what Washington did is they said, hey, we have this fan survey. We need people taking it in venue when this information's fresh in their mind. So they're incentivizing it. One time was an autographed football from um, guitar player for Pearl Jam. We did the national anthem. 
There's this was a 25% off. They're incentivizing you to text in and take a fan survey asking, how was the security weight? What did you think of concessions? What was the cleanliness? Were these staff members friendly? Were you able to find your seats relatively easy? All that information that we need in venue, they're able to get in that um, instant. Another example there um, is that Baylor example on the bottom left. So Baylor is a fun one. They use us in their ticket office, their development office. They actually teach it in their S3 program. So anybody that's been through there now as part of their um, contact center, as they call it, Dr. Lanus is actually walking them through ZipWhip as one of their touch points, getting them ready for real world ticket sales and service. But we also work with um, their sponsorship folks. So some of the concerns they had was, you know, it's so wasteful to print out a bunch of coupons for you know 15% off at a local local print shop. I'm able to use text messaging to say, hey, if you're interested in this cruise package, enter to win with this HVAC company. Um, so texting cruise gives you a link. I'm going to the sponsor's website to fill out a form with all the legalese, must be 21 or older, no purchase necessary. Maybe I'm opting into their emailing list or something. And they're using texting as point A to point B getting them through that workflow. Um, so that's one example there. We've also have people, you know, in the baseball world, hey, we scored 10 runs, so you get a free, free breadsticks at Matt's Pizza. Text sticks to this number. And instead of having interns or student workers running around handing out a bunch of coupons, um, I know Josh Clayton from uh, Maryland was gonna be on the call. Him and I were interns in the Arena Football League together, handing out Chalupa coupons at the door that's a waste of paper. It's a waste of manpower. It's very mindless activity. So why not cut all of that and tell people, Hey, if you're interested, text in sticks to this number, text in Chalupa. Maybe it's a digital coupon that they have a link for. Maybe it's uh, it says, take this text message in. So there's a lot of different ways that people are finding to utilize the tool. Sometimes on the same numbers, they already have activated as we see there with university of Washington sometimes on different phone numbers that aren't yet activated, like the sponsorship line or a see something, say something type line. All right. Um, so there's a lot of different texting providers out there. I'm sure you all get hit up all the time. I'm sure you've, almost all of you have been hit up by me a time or 20 over the last three years. Um, so a couple things to keep in mind. You know, I, I wrote behind the scenes. Who's powering the messaging? There's a lot of different things. We actually have our own texting network here. We're the sole aggregator of toll-free traffic. So any, any toll-free numbers coming through us, but we also have the direct carrier connectivity with the tier one and tier two um, American mobile carriers. So what that means, we're handling all of that messaging. If there's a network issue, you're dealing with the source. So always, when you're talking to people, ask them where their messaging's coming from. There's a lot of folks that you know are in the same industry as us, that actually are built on top of us. It's, it's them using us in their engine, essentially. Um, so just something to keep in mind, wanna make sure that you know what they're doing um, and where that messaging's going. From a product focus standpoint, you know, we really pride ourselves on being you know, a conversational texting tool. That's what we want to be. So there are a lot of, you know, hey, my VoIP provider has texting that comes with it. Yes, texting is texting the same way as all cars are cars. But somebody that focuses exclusively on this, this is our bread and butter, this is exactly what we do, means that we are very focused on making the best, the industry leading conversational texting tool. We do not have this as well as a short code or this as well as a web chat or this and 
a CRM or anything like that. So those sometimes people love to bundle their tools, usually ends up, you know, saving costs. Are you getting the true value that you need out of a business texting platform? Um, onboarding and support. That's one that I really pride. We take pride in. Um, we are, I was mentioning to Dana before the call here, we're just shy of 300 people in our entire organization. If you have a question, we have an onboarding specialist and a customer success manager that are dedicated to the sports vertical. So between myself and the two of them, you're in good hands. If you have a technical issue where something's going wrong, we have a 20 person support team that you're reaching out to. If you have a product feature um, you know, request or something that would make your life easier, you send that to one of us, we're passing that over to our engineering team that is, you know, I'd guess 90 plus people. So there are a lot of small organizations, which is great, but are you going to get that same dedicated focus and support that you need from a 300 person company? We have the infrastructure there to make sure that you're getting the best experience that's possible for you. Feature set, um, this is a really big one. Uh, I try to not sell based on specific features, but you know, when we see that picture messaging is 10 to 15 times the most used in the industry, from large NFL teams to small uh, minor league baseball teams, short season A-ball even, uh, it, it's something to keep in mind. So what features do the tools have that you're looking for? Is it just texting? And it's you know just like my flip phone uh, back in the day, my uh, Nokia brick phone even, I can text message and that's it. Can I send pictures? Do I have the ability to do you know BCC texting or schedule a message out for the future? Um, is it integrated to my CRM? Just to touch on that, we do integrate to um, Salesforce, Dynamics, HubSpot, Sugar CRM, Pipedrive. These are some that I've come across in the sports industry. Um, am I able to message directly out of my you know, web-based CRM or any other web-based tool? Yes, we have a Chrome extension and Firefox extension that allows you to click and message without ever leaving where you already are. Um, so just things to keep in mind. Again, the, the point of this is, you know, I want you to get the most out of whatever texting tool you have, but these are some of the questions that come up and things that people should be asking. Um, and then industry usage, as I mentioned, we're very focused on conversational texting and we are the most used conversational texting tool in the sports industry. We have upwards of 160, we have 50% of the NBA. I would guess we're around 50 to 60 universities, again, up to Alabama's, Florida State's, Washington's down to Evansville's, Northern Iowa's, um, folks along those lines. So everything in between, we have sort of that covered there. I think I've done all my talking. I love it way more when people can engage. So when we have, if we have um, anybody who wants to do a, a side conversation down the road, definitely reach out. Here's my contact information. Um, name, that phone number obviously is my desk phone. You can call it or text it. That's the beauty of ZipWhip, one number. Uh, and then my email as well, but happy to address any questions that have come up. I, I told Dana I'd keep it about 30 or so. We're at 28, so we, we did good, Dana. Yeah, we did very good. Thank you, Matt. That was very informative. Ooh. Very interesting. Take a breath. Um, just a reminder for our live attendees, um, do send in your questions that you have. We've had a couple come through so far. So we'll kind of chat here for a little while and um, expand upon some of the points that you touched on throughout the presentation, I think, Matt. Um, one of our questions that came through, um, and I kind of 
have a little bit of an extension on this. Um, have your clients used this texting feature um, to communicate with students on campus about upcoming events? Um, you know, we talked a little bit about um, ex external groups, but reaching the students um, who are already on campus. Um, and then a second part of that question, how do you see it working for different types of groups? You touched briefly on young alumni, but you know, if you're reaching out to maybe like Greek life or something like that, how does it kind of, uh, how do you work amongst those different groups? Yeah, definitely. Um, so one thing I should mention here, we, we do have a, a team that actually sells into education as well. So we work in a lot of different departments within universities from student life, admissions, all that kind of stuff. But on the sports side, um, the way that people are texting students, um, you know, Indiana was one example. They are texting folks before men's basketball games. Um, Grand Canyon University is another non-football school that we work with. Their student section is sort of nationally known. Um, they actually have a dedicated line just for that. They have a, a huge group of students that come out and are super loud out there in Phoenix every game. Um, so they're using that to communicate specifically with those folks. Um, on the donor side, you know, young alumni, if that's um, sort of handled by the development crew, we have um, folks that are doing that as well. There's a lot of different ways to bring folks into the communication, but also communicate with those folks you already work with. Um, so we do a little bit of all of that. The, the one thing is, you know, some of these groups have different ways you would communicate, right? The way, very similar to email, the way you're going to communicate with your young alumni base is different than how you're going to communicate with your large donors on capital projects or the way that you're communicating with your club level football ticket holders is different than the way you're communicating with your um you know maybe it's the young alumni maybe it's way up top um that's where i started with my tickets um it's just going to be a different voice and one thing i i didn't mention here is i i'm not here zipwhip's not here to tell you that texting is for everyone i'm here to say if your customers want it let's keep, let's let them have it right um i renew my tickets the day it comes out. My rep only texts me just to, you know, shoot the breeze about sports. Um, there's other folks that need that extra hand holding and that's really where texting comes in um, across all, all walks of the, the university. Have you seen um, this process being used well with development teams and using it for renewals for high level donors? Uh, yeah, you know, high-level donors um, usually already have a texting relationship with their individual just because it's, you know, when I've talked to folks, it's always, hey, once you meet a threshold, you're going to earn my cell phone number, if you will. Um, so aside from taking that back and having it not be, um, you know, on that personal cell phone and having it tracked in CRM or having that conversation live there if that person was to leave the university, um, people are using it for those renewals and trying to, you know, move people off of that. A question that comes up with that is, you know, I've already been texting this person on my cell phone for three years. It's, you know, probably going to be confusing for them. I don't want to do this. What happens if you go and get a new cell phone? You, you text all your friends, hey, this is my new number. They save it in their phone and then life goes on. So being able to just educate folks, hey, this is my new texting number. Let me know if you have any questions. And then very quick and easy to handle that. Um, it is also useful on, you know, the annual giving side, some of these smaller donors growing them up to larger donors, but definitely something that we've seen used on the, the development side. Kind of going off of that, um, what would you say for administrators um, or for institutions that, you know, seem to have more of an 
older fan base, quote unquote, and they don't think that this might be the proper avenue for them, they won't respond as well to it potentially. Yeah, that that one comes up a lot. I think it's a, you know, a, a safe I can get out of a sales conversation if I just say we have an old fan base. Um, that that grandma that I mentioned that still uses that Best Buy flip phone that they're getting harder and harder to find um, is still texting. She also has her iPad and is texting from me. Texting is used across all generations. We did just put out our second annual state of texting report that has some metrics on um, age demographics and whatnot. So I encourage you to go check that out, um, everyone. But people in all walks of life are texting. I'm texting with all of my grandparents. You know, the, the phone call, sadly, is not as important as it used to be. So just something that um, to, to keep in mind is they are texting. And, you know, not everybody is the old demographic, but without going down that road, you know, the old demographic's only going to be the old demographic for so long. How are we backfilling our sort of pipeline, if you will? How are we making sure that we have some old demographic, but we also have the young alumni or we have these families? Like I, I have two children. We are now a family ticket holder. I started as a poor recent college grad with very cheap seats, upgrading here, and eventually I'll become that, you know, older demographic. So making sure that, you know, it's not just about these folks that still want to mail in a check and like receiving things in the mail. It's making sure that you can have a diverse fan base and bring in some different folks so that, um, you know, the, the stadiums are always filled. So talking about filled stadiums, we don't have them right now. Um, we don't know when we're going to be able to have them the way that we used to. Um, how have you seen this tool used within the last couple months, um, maybe with your existing clients, um, once the pandemic hit, what were some ways they were able to pivot and, and keep up that communication without being able to see these fans any other way? Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the new revenue is sort of halted just because, you know, we don't know if I have tickets to sell to the Michigan at Washington game that I've literally been looking forward to for five years or whenever they announced it. <laughs> um, so fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, you know, that's something that I just came out of paternity leave on 4-1. And what a time to be coming back and being the person that handles the sports vertical. Um, so it was really, I, I really dug in and said, hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to bring on a bunch of new folks because everyone's budgets are frozen. What can I do to strengthen the folks that are already using it? And we looked across the board and usage is up. People that have ZipWhip already are using it more, more now than ever. You sort of touched on it in the intro here is that we've learned that communication, especially in these times, is more important than ever. So being able to communicate to our ticket holders that have questions, am I getting a refund? Um, can I bump my tickets over to next year? Do I get extra points? Um, you know, donors still looking. You're, this year, honestly, it's probably going to be a little bit more on the donor side and a little less on the ticket side. And hopefully next year it levels back out. Um, so finding ways to engage and, and keep up rapport on the professional side. I've had people in the B2B world that are just, you know, having normal conversations. Everybody in America is going through this right now in some form or fashion. So empathy is always key. You don't know what on top of this they're going through, but the person that is dying to go to the Michigan game bought his tickets from somebody who's dying to sell more tickets to the Michigan game. So there's a lot of different ways that people are using it, just keeping people engaged. We've had other teams sending out coloring sheets for the kids. Other teams are doing photo contests. Hey, send in your gear. 
pictures of you and your gear. We're going to put together a collage and host it on our website. Um, there's a lot of different ways, just moving it from, Hey, I got to, you know, use this to close business to, I want to make sure that these fans, when business does go back to normal, we're still on good terms. And they say, Hey, Matt had a good conversation with me. Matt helped me get the most out of this tool. Matt helped, you know, my kids stay entertained with a, you know, University of Zip Whip coloring sheet or something along those lines. We've had people do behind the scenes Zoom meetings with players and coaches across different leagues and levels that they're using this for invites. So it's a lot of, I'd say, you know, empathetic rapport building during this time um, and letting conversations just sort of go naturally. We're all going through this. That's a great answer um, and gives us a lot to think about moving forward. I think about potentially how this could be used um, when we do find out, you know, more guidelines about how facilities can open and how athletics departments can begin to welcome fans back into their facilities. Um, have you seen in the past or, or do you potentially see this being used for timed entry? Um, so I, I'm guessing that means like waves of people being able to enter. Is that mm -hmm. what you're picking up, Dana? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we haven't seen it used yet just because we're obviously not um, into, you know, college athletics or any of this U.S. sports. I'm trying to think um, baseball is going to come back with no fans. NBA, NHL are in the bubble. Um, I, I can sort of just thinking out loud here, envision it with our scheduled messaging. So again, this wasn't meant to be a feature deep dive, but we do have scheduled messaging. I can schedule a message to up to a hundred people. That's our BCC group messaging to go out at a specific time. And that message will go out. So that's used a lot for, you know, payment plan reminders, renewal deadlines, you know, just a happy birthday message to build that rapport I mentioned. Um, but being able to stagger messages to say, you know, Hey, reminder in 15 minutes, you need to be at the Northwest entrance. Um, please have your ticket ready. It's a contact list, you know, have it on, up on your phone because we've moved fully digital. Um, so I do think that there's things within the tool that would allow you to, I transparently will say I have not seen it done yet because we haven't had that yet. Um, but perhaps you could be the first and then uh, hop on one of these and share with everyone else. Um, pivoting back quickly to sales, have you seen uh, differences in conversion rates um, based on how the information is marketed on the front end? For instance, seeing it on a graphic on Twitter um, or seeing it on a jumbotron in, in a live event versus um, hearing it on a radio spot or TV ad? Yeah, yeah. So that that obviously is a a hard one for me to have because you know your information is your information. I'm not going in and seeing your messages. Um, texting also is, you know, I, I like to use it in the process. It's not, hey, this is a ZipWhip sale. This person only sold via ZipWhip. Um, speaking with Howard Ticker out at Maryland, one of his new business reps said that 20% of their entire business in that given year was because of ZipWhip. Um, we've seen people say, you know, hey, 30% of our renewals came in via text messaging. Um, so I do to work with the individuals themselves say, hey, use trackable links so you can keep an eye on it. We do have very good keyword analytics. So if you wanna pull a report of everybody that texted in, you know, hoops on a given date, you're able to go through and pull that report and view that information. 
Um, so being able to say, hey, if, if you have this, you're gonna get five times as many leads or something like that. Um, I can't really say just because we do know there's so many different demographics, different calls to action. You know, taking a short survey for 25% off likely didn't perform as well as taking a short survey to be entered to win a autographed football or an autographed guitar or whatever it was. So it really depends on call to action, what the goal is. Beer and wine tasting event, very fun. Going to get more interest in that than you are going to get in texting if you have se want season tickets. That's a bigger sell, bigger ask. So there's, there's not a standard, you know, 5X is going to increase. Um, but we have heard very positive increases across um, all the, the various ways people are using it. And that's been Seattle Sounders have had it on a live game broadcast. Um, Memphis Grizzlies have done it on radio ads, in venue, print collateral. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can use it. Oh, look at that. University. Great webinar today. I don't know if that showed through, but uh, I got a zip whip notification. Uh, somebody just shot me a text that was on the webinar. So thanks, Derek. So it works. We know it works. Hey, hey it works. Look at that. Um, shot me a text here. And now, hopefully not now, everybody's going to go through and start uh, shooting messages to that number that's showing up on the screen. Um, yeah. So did that, did that cover that, Dana? Yeah, definitely. It's funny. We, we joked about pop-up notifications um, distracting us during webinars. So I made sure everything was closed. Um, didn't even plan that, you know, the ZipWhip desktop app that even if it's not open, you'll see a notification will come through for me. So look at that. Nice product placement there. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. We talked about the older consumers um, and, and how texting is sort of universal. If, you, if you're looking a couple years ahead and with the younger generation coming up, you know, once they graduate and they become those young alumni and they're using other forms of social media to communicate, maybe even more sometimes than texting through, you know, chatting on Snapchat and Instagram and everything like that. What, what do you kind of see as the future? Um, does that potentially pose a problem in reaching that group or do you still see texting kind of holding its own? Yeah, no, great, great question. Bit of a curveball there, but uh, I like this one. Um, the way that I've always positioned it and the way that I've positioned it through, um, you know, my time here at ZipWhip is businesses always follow consumer trends, right? Um, you know, email was, everybody has a personal email, but we don't have them for work yet. And then they became a work thing. And then, Hey, you know, if, uh, Facebook, you know, it's just for college kids and then it's for people. And now if your business or university doesn't have a Facebook page, you are living in the past. So businesses are always following trends of consumers to meet them where they want to be met. Um, texting is no different. Texting has really peaked. I mean, the first text was sent, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago or something. Um, it is now to the point where texting is the way that all of us communicate. Um, teams are bringing on Snapchats and TikToks and all of that. And, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not here to say that texting is what you have to do for everything. It's give that consumer the option. Just like if they want to ask their questions via Facebook Messenger, let them. They want to ask their question via email, let them, phone call. Um, you know, I don't envision text messaging going away. The same reason that we all still have desk phones and calling isn't dead. We all still have emails and emailing isn't dead. I think they're always going to be around. Um, social media platforms are going to come and go. They're going to start up. They're going to be very common. They're going to, you know, sort of fade away. They sort of simmer down to where, you know, Facebook's always there, Twitter's there. And we do have people answering those questions. So it's really just giving the consumer, who is sort of my target, if you will, giving their consumer the option. Hey, however you want to reach 
ZipWhip University for tickets, donorship, asking questions about the security policy, clear bag information. You're going to be able to ask that whichever way you want. So it's just offering that option to them. Yeah, that's great. Um, do you see differences between using it for different sports and different types of facilities, you know, indoor versus outdoor, how it's been used? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen specific ones, obviously, from a revenue generating standpoint, people we work with are, are leaning in like they do on most tools on those revenue sports of, of football, men's basketball, women's basketball. Um, it is used a lot in, in the other sports as well. A lot of these graphics are used in cross marketing. So, hey, we have 70,000 people in a football stadium. Let's put up a graphic to say, hey, if you want to see our top 25 ranked volleyball team, text volleyball to this number. Um, so even though that's at football, it's, it's pushing another sport. Mm -hmm. um, we've seen things like that. We've seen people on social media do different keyword campaigns for um, the, the various sports. I can't say indoor versus outdoor. A lot of it is, you know, facility versus facility, I'd say. Some of the graphic stuff obviously plays better than if I just read a PA read that says text tickets to 1-800-GO-ZIP-WHIP. Um, so I, I can't say specifically that, you know, uh, this sport performs better other than it sort of, you know, people use it more on the, the sports that have the larger audience numbers. Sure, that makes sense. Um, you talked a lot about your, you know, Division One clients um, and the work that you've done with professional sports and minor leagues. Um, I'd imagine that there's opportunities here for smaller division schools as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's not something that we've had a lot of yet. Again, to be transparent, we don't work with a lot on the athletic side. Um, we do have a lot of smaller universities using us for their admissions, their student life. Um, so it would absolutely seem natural. Um, in those scenarios, trying to set teams up for success, it's usually going to be the, the main phone line. Um, they have an inbound ticket office number. It's used in all of their marketing and promotions. Being able to use that number, um, we do have shared logins. Each person can have their own unique login where they're able to send messages from themselves via that main phone number. Um, so we absolutely have the tools to set them up for success. And many of these universities are using it in other areas of the school. Taking that one step further, um, how would you see it being effective at, at a conference level? Yeah, um, that, that's a good question. We do have people that have used it for um, your speaking athletic conference, not NACTA conference, sure. correct? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so we have had people use it for sort of internal communication. Um, I know we obviously use it a lot for internal communication because it's our tool and we really believe in, um, you know, they call it eating your own dog food, which just makes me cringe. But, uh, you know, using our tool to see how it works and how people communicate. So we have had people use it to communicate, um, you know, very similar to shooting a quick email off to folks that are coming to a meeting. Um, coordinating times, coordinating appointments, just again, another extension of phone numbers. Um, you know, one thing that we have actually seen an innovative way, um, Loyola Marymount out in Los Angeles area, actually text enabled their athletic director's phone number. Hey, if you have questions, shoot the AD a note. Um, be able to ask those questions, voice those opinions, let the fans be heard there. So very similar to that at, at the conference level, both, you know, 
coordinating various things. Right now, there's a lot of collaboration going on with policies, testing, how we're going to do our testing, what our you know rules are for the conference. So being able to communicate some of that stuff to stakeholders in a way they're going to see. Obviously, you know, a conference president's email probably gets prioritized pretty high. Um, but, you know, those text messages straight through to the AD cell phone or even if the AD is using ZipWhip and communicating back and forth that way, I think it's, you know, it's we're probably already doing that texting just on cell phones anyways, I would imagine. Sure, I'd imagine it probably helps too in scenarios where, you know, you have conference championships running, um, like you said, using an internal communication and, mm -hmm. and communicating with the student athletes competing or the different teams, um, you know, the directors of operations trying to navigate those logistics and things like that. Absolutely. Um, and not, not to take it away from college, but um, El Paso Chihuahuas of AAA hosted the AAA All-Star Game last year and, and did that. Hey, we have all these league personnel, team personnel that need to be here for the banquet breakfast. Don't forget to be at this various spot for um, this award ceremony. So being able to coordinate all those internal stakeholders um, doesn't need to be a public-facing number or a public-facing call to action. It can be used very much just for coordination and communication internally. How about externally? We talked about using it for donors. Have you seen it used in sports information offices to com communicate with media members? Uh, we have not yet. Um, that's an interesting one. I, I may go down that, that path. Again, having information on a personal cell phone. I, I know that that happened. I, I've worked very closely with Jeff Bechtold out at Washington when I was um, working there. I know a lot of their staff. Um, that that messaging is already happening. So um, bringing it over to, you know, a desk phone is certainly something um, that that could could work. Yeah, sure. I was just thinking, you know, if there's a, a press conference being held or even like after the game, you know, coach is ready in the locker room starting in yep. 15 minutes, you know, meet outside, something like that. That's more of a blanket messaging than. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's where something like our blind carbon copy group texting, not mm -hmm. to take it back to features, um, would be useful you know local media that group there's you know 72 people in it i send one message it zipwhip creates 72 individually threaded messages to those individuals so um, just another way that it could be used um, within the college landscape what have you seen in your time working with zipwhip um, any consistent issues over the last couple years um, with your clients that have led to improvements within the application um, we've had a, a lot of, you know, feedback on various things. Um, our, our, you know, our uh, character count was a big one. We, when I started, our character count was 160. So for those folks that have been using Twitter since back in the day, um, tweets used to have to be very slow. You're leaving out vowels, all that kind of stuff. Um, we then up to 250, um, which was good. Um, we're now at 600, which is sort of in the, the industry leading. I, I personally wouldn't list it as one of our top things, but I literally had a team switch to us from another provider said that, uh, you know, the 600 character count versus a 160 was a, a no brainer. That was very important to them to make sure that they're still having, you know, professional on brand messaging. It's not, you know, you texting your buddies from your cell phone with, you know, your, your shorthanded nicknames, you still want it to be professional. It's not as, you know, rigid as an email, but you know, you still want it on brand. Um, so the character count was a big one. Um, being able to send gifts was one that has, has come up. Um, 
are dynamic fields as well. So very similar to like a mail merge, you can say, hello, first name, and it will plug in that individual's first name. Um, those are some big ones there. The keyword reporting, um, I, I believe sort of came from sports feedback. And that was, hey, we're starting to use this a little bit for sponsorships and we want to be able to give information to the sponsors. So we have, you know, time-stamped keyword reporting. If XYZ restaurant is running an ad and says text in breadsticks to this number or something because we, you know, scored a hundred points in basketball or 10 runs in baseball or softball, you're able to show them on paper, hey, you know, we had 5,000 people in the venue and only a hundred texted in. Should we change up the way that you're doing things? You know, of those hundred that texted in, only 10 of those actually went and used the coupon. So being able to dive into some of the metrics around the keyword reporting and say, hey, we can help not only you change how you're marketing yourselves, but help your sponsors change how they're marketing themselves. Um, that those are some things that definitely came from fan feedback or fan feedback, customer feedback within the sports vertical, probably from their fans. Yeah, fan feedback, like you said, and sponsor feedback too. I'm sure that's fueled um, the way that your clients have been using this tool for sure. Yeah, the, um, the, the University of Washington one, again, not to be biased um, to, to my dogs, um, they have a very robust surveying tool that they actually use for that that gives breakdowns. Um, the Athletic did a very nice article on it. And, you know, there's a lot of metrics that are tracked in those surveys and they are changing the way that you do things. So we have a couple more minutes left. Um, we're coming up on the top of the hour here. Um, Matt, tell us about maybe the most fun or unexpected project um, that you've worked on with one of your clients. Yeah, um, I mentioned the LMU athletic director line. That one's probably number one. Just it, it never even crossed my mind. Um, and they, they said, hey, can you do this? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like this, this is fun. Let's do it. Um, so that was a good one. Um, I think the Baylor S3 program using it as part of their coursework is, you know, it's a very proud moment for us because, you know, the S3 program for sports sales and sponsorships is, is fairly nationally recognized. So being able to incorporate um, teaching the ZipWhip tool to the staff and, and letting students, you know, close real Baylor inventory with this tool um, is, a, is a really cool thing. And then, um, you know, Grand Canyons University's um, student section line is a fun one. Um, that, that's always a cool one. The, I, I threw out all of my good ones already, but the, the beer and wine tasting event package, being a big wine guy myself, um, that's a fun package. If it wasn't you know, 1,500 miles or whatever to San Jose, I might've taken Ted up on that one. Um, those are some of the fun ones. There's a lot that I don't notice. Um, just because there's there's a lot out there. I think the upset ones, as I mentioned, Scott Peace at Evansville, that team for the last three plus years has been doing some really cool stuff. Black Friday sale, Cyber Monday sale, coaches caravan, kids club signups. Again, just finding ways to get the most out of what they do. This just popped into my head when you were mentioning those different events. Have you used it, um, seen it used regionally for, for things like coaches caravans? or anything like that, like a traveling fan base? Yeah, so um, I, I mentioned Evansville was doing it. They were using it both at the caravan locations to um, sort of promote a ticket. Hey, you came to the watch the new coach speak. This was back a couple of years ago when they hired a new basketball coach. Um, you know, text tickets if you're interested in, you know, 
becoming part of the Evansville family. So things along those lines. Um, it has been used for um, kind of similarly on the development side. Hey, we're going to host an event in, you know, one of the suburbs or, you know, the state has multiple big cities. We're going to go do something with our alumni in one of those other facilities. Um, you're able to then communicate, um, again, using some of the features to say, hey, everybody, we're going to be in your area and just using it as a touch point like you're using emails. You know, we're, we're already going to email all these folks, but let's also shoot them a text message and let them know we're hosting this happy hour. The, you know, women's basketball coach will be here, come out, um, have some free food on us. Let's chat about the upcoming season, things along those lines, but um, it's absolutely used more regionally. And again, our, the group messaging being at that 100 is very instrumental when you have those batches of folks that need the same message. Absolutely. Well, I think, um, we've had some really good questions come through and um, we're about to wrap up here, but is there anything that you want to leave us with? You've left us with some good information about um, how you've used this tool in the past and what our administrators on the call can potentially look to use moving forward um, as the fall season hopefully begins on time. Yeah, no, it just, you know, if we've learned anything, um, there, there's really two things that stick out to me, taking off even my zip whip hat, uh, literally. Um, here in, in the last couple of months, it's that communication is key, um, both internally here at ZipWeb. You know, we're not working in our offices until October. We can still go in if we need stuff from IT. So communication is very important. Um, but then also being on my side as a, a sales professional, as well as being a consumer in the college athletics and development space, is you know empathy, being able to communicate with folks and you know have that you don't know what they're going through everybody's been impacted by this in different ways everybody's handling it in different ways so really just finding great ways to you know understand and have that personal relationship with your constituents whether they're donors students student athletes um you know season ticket members group tickets local sponsors just local businesses that you've had conversations with. I've shot notes to people that decided to go a different direction just to say, hey, I know this is a tough time. Like, just hope you and the family are doing well. It's, it's about having those personal relationships. And, and I think that this has made it even more evident in these times. All right, well, thank you so much, Matt, um, for your time and expertise, uh, lending yourself to us today for this very informative webinar. Um, thank you to all of our NACTA and affiliates members for joining us today. Um, we appreciate your continued support of all of our associations, and we hope to see you online at one of our sessions again soon. Awesome, thanks everybody.